Gem of a Secret podcast. My name is Donna Teller, My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How are you doing tonight, Coco? I am actually elated today because oh. today is actually where we went live uh, at the time of filming this with our COVID vaccination event with the Sweethearts of Portland. That'll be happening on August 14th on the local land patio. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. That's badass. So what vaccinations will be available? Uh, Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer. Nice. So, uh, because we're hoping to um, vaccinate the houseless population as well. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool about this is um, it's all drag related, and so it's like drag is actually saving lives. Yeah. Like literally saving lives. And according to the Israel study and the the group that's kind of been used to determine the effectiveness of Pfizer there, they're saying that it is preventive uh, of hospitalizations between like 89 and 91% effective in mm-hmm. preventing hospitalizations from COVID. So nice. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's literally the coolest thing ever. And I think, I think this is going to be one of those events that even like, even if only two people show up, I think like 30 years from now, mm-hmm. I'm going to be feeling... Like, this was, like, one of those huge achievements. In well, it's life. saving people. It really is. It, it helps people against the harmful effects of this virus, and it's something that we are in desperate need of right now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm just really, I'm just elated by that, and so I'm just kind of on this cloud nine feeling right now because that's just such a cool thing. Yeah. Um, and also, coming up, by the time this episode airs, like, this weekend, I'm performing with Delta Work, um, from RuPaul's Drag Race, also Elliot with two T's, which is surprising. Mm. Um, yeah. From RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, so and I'm also having my first hosting gig at Stag this weekend. Nice, so, yeah, nice. This weekend's kind of lit for me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I meant to ask Donovan, what are you wearing this? I am dressed evening? as a beautiful red onion because it's what I smell like after a couple of depression naps. And also, it's because I'm layered. Ew. <laughs> Gross. So, come on over and get to know this swamp donkey. Ew. Is that on your dating profile? <laughs> no. It makes more sense now. You're like, no wonder why people are literally <laughs> repelled by you. Um, disgusted. Coco, what are you dressed like today? Oh, so I'm dressed... And well, I'm dressed as an ape, as you can tell from all the fur. But um, but no, I'm I painted my skin a little darker, and then I'm just like kind of just wearing fur all over my body. I just wanted to like have this like Amazonian like like Coco Jumbo and like Drag Coco Race. Jumbo, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like feeling uh, I dig it. Yeah, it's like my fantasy right now. I don't know why it's my fantasy because it's itches. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the ape from um, the Poison Ivy scene. Uh, in Batman Forever or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that just, that voice always reminds me of, what's it called? Very Mary Kate or something? Oh, yeah. Ashtray. Ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a really good series. It was super funny. Fat Professor. Fat Professor. Yeah. Oh, was. my gosh. That was such a good series. Uh, people are like, what are they even talking about? Don't just get on board, listeners. You'll see. You'll yeah, very Mary Kate. It's it's a classic. It is a classic. It's so good. <laughs> I've been I've been really um, well, I've been really busy lately, and so like 
I have been in love with and super invested in. Me and Donna have been talking about it. And I actually think we should probably focus our first ever single episode on this, probably, is uh, on the concept of the Let's Not Meet. Um, Um, We and Donna, apparently, this is so funny. I have a couple of Let's Not Meet stories. Donna listens to these stories to go to bed. I do. And let me tell you what this story. Well, let me tell you what they are, listeners. These stories are of horrific, sometimes murder, sometimes, or sometimes like situations where people like, oh yeah, my Uber driver wouldn't let me out the car, and then he started like masturbating in front of me, and then he put a gun to my head until I gave him my phone number, and then he finally let me out the car. Let's not meet. And Donna's like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna go to bed. To this hey, we're, <laughs> we're millennials. We're the traumatized generation, so we're desensitized to everything. Girl, that is the truthest of truth of mctruth.com. <laughs> I, I've fallen asleep to true crime. I have no shame with it. It's just kind of what gives me the warm fuzzies at night. I don't know why, but it's something about, like, the dark screen and <laughs> the monotone nature of it all that um, I, I just fall asleep like a, like a baby to it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. And I, I've been watching the animated, I call it the animated Let's Not Meet, but it's just animated horror stories. And um, some of them are really scary um, mm. by all like accounts. And so we should probably do a whole episode on those and we can talk about our favorite stories. And it's always so weird to talk about favorite stories yeah. when it's like about some horrific, uncomfortable desensitizing piece of garbage yeah yeah it is but warped dark you know personalities generational trauma i don't know generational (laughs) trauma yeah generational trauma that is so true i i was watching a tiktok that was talking about gosh why are millennials so messed up and then it like went over like 9-11 pandemic Mm -hmm. like all these things that we had to go through and a y2k was on there and just like all these other things about things that they're like, why are you so anxious? And it just kept posting all those things. It was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but before I get, I need to ask Donna, how are you doing this evening? I'll let you know after this brief commercial break, Coco. Dun, dun, drag race. Oh, we don't want to get sued for copyright. But you know what? I'm really in the mood to watch some drag race. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, there is a beautiful place to watch drag race every week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, at Local Lounge at 6 o'clock p.m. Every Thursday, you can get a first look at drag race. Oh, my gosh. And currently, we're on All-Star Season 6? Yeah, All-Star Season 6 is premiering right now. And we have performances that happen throughout the show. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. You can buy drinks, hang out with your friends, and just get to experience some buffoolery happening at the bar. Some buffoolery. Not even buffoonery. It's your own made-up word. (laughs) I know, just like a queen from Drag Race. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, catchphrase. What happens after Drag Race? After Drag Race, it goes straight into drag queen karaoke. Yes. So you can sing with your friends, get some cocktails, and party all night long. We have microphone condoms now that you can wear, but masks Ah. are not required if you are fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. I guess we'll see you there. Yep, see you there. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna Telepodcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast. With Coco and Donatella podcast. Well, Coco, I'm feeling great because we have an entertainer whose first name is Average, but her performances are anything but. We have Average Levine. Hey, Average. How are you? Hi. Good to to be here. I've been excited 
on your podcast. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for the incredibly well-planned out, not short notice <laughs> interview that we're doing with you today. <laughs> That's definitely how it happened. For a while now. <laughs> yeah, so um, we always like to do a brief history so people know who you are. So tell us how you got into drag and um, and how long you've been performing and what, and what do you love about drag? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So, um, my first time, I actually looked back the other day because I had to figure out what bar I was performing at. Um, someone asked me about it and I completely forgot. But on May 8th, 2017, I was in New Drag Name at Beulah Land. Literally never performed there ever again since the first time. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's kind of funny. But yeah, um, yeah that was my first time and I actually was hanging out with Atlas, uh, Nene Dominatrix. I believe she just performs under Atlas. She was going by Nene before. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, she like roped me in and she got me the first gig. I uh, spoke with Buckmaster, producer here in Portland. He got me signed up for New Drag Name and it's blossomed into this ever since. But I've been doing it for about four years now, off and on, um, and competed in different comedy competitions and even ran for um, Duchess of Hearts. I think it's Duchess of Hearts, one of the titles here in Portland. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Fun experience for all of that. Yeah. I have to say that I, I super, so. I get to describe this from an outsider's perspective. I recently got to watch Average Levine pr uh, perform at Botanist for the brunch. And <laughs> it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire existence. She has every available banana that she could, she get, oh yeah, she did that, um, that pink song. Who's, who does that song, Pink? No, no. Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. She did that Gwen Stefani <laughs> song and oh she had God. all the bananas. <laughs> oh, Holla Back Girl, that's what she did. Yeah. She did all the bananas, <laughs> stupidest number I've ever seen. And they were just coming out of every part of her body. And it was so <laughs> funny. It was so funny. And it was like, and the whole audience was like living for it. And I remember when she was like done with the performance, like I was just, my mouth was just floored. I was just like, watching her walk away with all these stupid bananas that she was eating and i was just like what just happened to me <laughs> yeah average is a, a high concept entertainer <laughs> i definitely had some bananas in those wigs yeah <laughs> oh yeah you did you oh god I, i'm like Banana um i deep throated a banana and didn't realize that i could deep throat until that moment of performing Work. I'm like, oh my God, this is going really far. Am I going to choke on this? Like, damn. <laughs> that, that is the most average thing I've ever heard. Am I going to die during this number? Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Let's find out. <laughs> um, so, uh, so why, um, so actually, I want to ask you specifically, because you, what was COVID like for you specifically? You were one of the few people who wasn't like out in the scene, like trying to force drag to happen during COVID. You did right. introvert our show once and you did a fantastic job, um, but you weren't really trying to force it to happen. So what was COVID like for you when it came to drag? I mean, it was 
a completely new journey. I mean, it's a new journey for everyone, really. No one's been through a pandemic before, yet alone having a drag career or even a regular career during the pandemic. So I felt um, kind of unsure how the future of drag was going to be during the pandemic and just how risky, like, um, before the vaccine was, I was scared to go out. I mean, I was happy to take the gigs that I could get, but at the same time, I was trying to just fall along, follow suit with everyone else. So I was more focused on my health and concern than trying to break into um, kind of a re-entering back into drag society. Yeah. It was definitely like a lot lonelier than I thought was anticipating. A lot of nights of just staying inside and eating and watching movies and not engaging with the people that are normally in your every day. I mean, just randomly going to gigs after work and like, even if I would go just for the last 20 minutes of some shows, just because it was something social to do. And with, you know, co with COVID that was completely gone. So, you know, I would limit going out, but always definitely looked forward to having those like future gigs. Yeah. So. How do you feel the like pandemic has affected your reality now? Like for instance, for me, I found that it's like harder to like try and socialize with people again. Like I'm relearning how to socialize with people and like respect their boundaries with the pandemic and all that. Yeah. Um, is that something that you're finding is like kind of interesting as you're going back into the scene? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like really refreshing because I feel like we're all kind of in that headspace of like, how do I engage? How do I react with people? Um, and I'm very like introverted. So if I don't know you, I'm not gonna like make my way over to like make friends with you. So I feel like with that and like COVID, I'm like even more, it's like double enhanced. So I'm like, I don't know. It's awkward talking to people. It is, yeah, it does. It's, I like, feel fit. it's like you're in your head thinking about the realities or like the possibilities of what like the conversation could go yeah as before you know you would just engage in casual conversation but now I'm like you gotta like empathize with what people have been going through and like mm -hmm. what you know they're struggling through because it's costing a lot more to live during a pandemic than before I mean yeah resources are limited and there's this obstacles in your everyday that weren't there before so it's it's definitely a challenge to to like get out and socialize and engage with the community but i mean I, we still do it yeah <laughs> yeah i feel you through it. it's true so i want to know do you so like a lot of changes are coming to your life like coming up soon and do you think that with all the changes going on in your life that you'll still continue doing drag 
Yeah, I won't be doing it as frequently. Um, I'm going to move home. I'm moving back to North Dakota to live with my parents for a little bit. And I want to spend that time to really focus on my drag in the sense of like behind the scenes, the stuff that like you don't see on the stage. So creating outfits, I want to learn how to sew more. So I won't like not be doing drag, but I won't be doing the main concept idea of that, you know, you think of drag. But I've actually already got a gig plotted out for September uh, back in North Dakota. So Dang. I've already got something to look forward to and kind of awesome. Yeah, see a new horizon for North Dakota drag and see what how they respond to me. Now, are you super familiar? I know since you started drag in Portland, you said earlier, are you super familiar with what drag is like in North Dakota? Not really. I mean, there was drag before I left to move here uh, in Portland, but it was like one bar. It was on like one Wednesday of the month. It was all hush hush. It wasn't like, you know, we don't have the flyers and it's not like spoken about in the community. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting now to go back and see what it's like now and how accepted it's been in North Dakota. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that'll be, that'll be definitely a culture shock, I think, of like going back to somewhere that's a bit, a little bit more red state and more conservative in their beliefs and whatnot and kind of see that dynamic versus being in Portland where keeping Portland weird, you know? Yeah. yeah. So what are the four things that you would miss at the top of the list? Um, four things, definitely the friends that I've made here in Portland. I mean, just the amount of people that showed up last night at Drag Trivia at the Nest Lounge just like blew me away. And I'm gonna definitely miss that community. Um, also gonna miss fast food. <laughs> I'm going to live in a really small dinky town so I think that like access to basic needs is going to be kind of a another change and then the different types of drag shows I mean I'm going to have what I can take back in North Dakota whereas here there's like there's so many different shows and there's so many different types of drag shows, I feel like, in Portland. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm really going to miss the fact that we didn't get to finish uh, uh, Last Laugh together. Um, I, I'm really sad that, because that was such a great competition show that we were both part of. Um, yeah. It was it was really fun and like we got to perform together and it's different skit together and um, I think we won our our team won that week I think yeah uh, yeah that was really cool and I think that you would have been in the top um, I think we would have been the top five um, if we would have mm -hmm. made it to the end um, but I don't know but that's sad because if it comes back you won't be able to complete it 
Yeah. <laughs> I know that definitely will be the last laugh. <laughs> oh, that's all sad. Yeah. Um, so, it's, no, I had what... fun competition because I, I was doing Valerie's uh, comedy competitions for, I think it was three years then. So, it's kind of weird. It feels really weird because that's when I felt like I was getting back into like the motion of it. And like, actually, I was actually considering going part-time with my job and then doing drag full-time or like, you know, taking a, a stronger stance on my drag career. And then the pandemic hit. So it's all like, okay, all right, everyone inside. And then all of that motivation just kind of, I don't know, stopped. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I get world. it. I get it. I get it too. So the last question I have for you um, is, so if you were in a bar fight, what three drag entertainers in the Portland scene would you want to have on your side and why? Okay. Well, the first one would be Bougie Cherry. Just because she's, I'm like an Aries moon and she's like an Aries sun. And I feel like she would just do anything for me. Mm -hmm. And then um, she's new to the, I haven't gotten to know her too much, but B Brat is someone that I'd want on my team and definitely mm -hmm. not having to fight them. Yeah. And then I'd have to do my drag mom, Atlas. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. Like <laughs> if she ever found out that someone hurt me, oh gosh, I, Awesome. I would not want to be the other person. <laughs> For real, though. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah, so um, I know this was like one of our quicker interviews, but we wanted to be able to get you into here before you took off to go back home to live with your parents because we both love you so much and yeah. you are honestly the kindest soul, April. Seriously, you are such a great person and, and your performances are the dumbest things in the world. And We'll have all your social media. Actually, tell the kids your social media information yeah. so they can follow you. Yeah, so you can catch me on Instagram at average underscore Levine, and that's L-A-V-I-G-N-E. And Facebook is just Austin Shuchard, S-C-H-U-C-H-A-R-D. I post a lot of nonsense on that, so check it out, I guess. <laughs> awesome. That's the best way to communicate with you. So uh, thank you everybody for listening. Yeah, um, and thank you Average once again for being our guest tonight. We definitely appreciate you. Yeah, you are absolutely anything yes, but Average. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you have a good evening and thanks everybody for oh, listening. Talking about bananas. I oh still have God. all of the bananas from that night, from that performance. I was gonna make <laughs> banana bread, but. You never end up making banana bread. That's the thing. Nobody ever makes <laughs> banana bread from those nasty bananas. Christ. Right? It's so funny. Botanist bananas. <laughs> but, oh, there's the title of the episode, Botanist Bananas. All right. <laughs> we got one. All right. Thanks, listeners. Good night. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret podcast. The hosts of HM of a Secret podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. 
You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Gem Holiday at Coco Gem Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a Secret Podcast. Com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at pod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.